Hello everyone, uh, my name is Barry and uh, here is another NHS Specialist Pharmacy Service podcast in a series entitled Pharmacy Technician Coffee Break Conversations and I'm joined today by a pharmacy technician called Chris Warren. Chris, it's lovely to have you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Where, where is it you're joining us from today? Hi Barry, so I uh, work in Bristol, so I'm in South Bristol in my okay. practice. And what's the setting that you're working in? I, you know, people can't see what you're, you're working, but it looked like you're in a clinic. Yes. So, uh, so I work in a in a surgery, a single surgery PCN. So I work for the PCN. However, our PCN is just one single surgery. So yeah, today I find myself in one of the nurses' rooms. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, it's really lovely to have you along. And if you, this is the first first podcast you've you've heard. Please do have a listen to the others. But this is really shining a light around World Pharmacy Technician Day and a recent webinar that we did, which is on the web SPS website. It's about the expanding roles of pharmacy technicians in primary care, particularly PCNs, but other, other settings as well. So we found Chris, we found you, Chris, because you came highly recommended as somebody who's doing some really interesting things. But I wondered if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your career to date. Yeah, of course. So uh, my career first of all started off uh, in terms of pharmacy in community. So I started off in a community setting uh, and I kind of fell into that job. So it's not the job that I really applied for. I was previously working on a till uh, and then gradually made my way across the other side of the shop into the pharmacy. And so uh, stayed there for seven, eight years. Then I moved to uh, my PCM role, which I've been doing now for uh, about two and a half years. So, yeah, not a great variety of settings, but kind of stick with stick with them for a decent period of time. And actually, there's a great deal of wisdom in that, isn't there? Because you must have known community pharmacy like the back of your hand towards the end of it. Yeah, and I think actually all of the roles, although uh, hospital and community are quite different and PCN is quite different. Again, they are all quite closely linked and actually the uh, the interactions between them all are quite close. Yeah, OK. Thank you, Chris. I, I mean, what I was going to do, but I'm, I'm going to sort of piggyback another question onto it, which is a little bit about what you do in your current job, what your role is. But the other thing I wondered if we could tease out when we've done that is how has your eight years community experience helped you, um, assuming that it has done in your role? So maybe start off by telling us what you do and what your role is. Yeah, so uh, so my role in the PCN is to, uh, so I have a few different things. So my, one of my main responsibilities is to manage the prescribing hub, which is a team of uh, about four prescription clerks who are responsible for the, the repeat prescribing process of the whole surgery. So that kind of, most of the queries come from patients, repeat prescriptions and things like that, as well as some queries from GPs in terms of out of stops and things like that. So we work together to manage that. Uh, and then me personally, in terms of my technician role, what I do differently from a, a prescription clerk as such would be things like doing pill checks uh, to people on contraceptive reviews, doing things like blood monitoring, so monitoring of DMARD and high-risk medications, mm -hmm. uh, running some, some clinics like, for example, asthma reviews and respiratory clinics and hypertension and, and Q-risk scores, so lots mm -hmm. of lipid and, and, and hypertension work as well. Uh, I think that's probably one of the highlights maybe in my job, doing mm -hmm. the, the, the the clinic type work like hypertension and Q-risks um, yeah. just because you can make uh, quite a big difference but then as well for the practice doing things like drug monitoring doing things like discharges makes reconciliation uh, and work like that is a real help for the practice in terms of sharing the workload and giving the work to people who are skilled in that area. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Can so. I pick up on, on the clinic thing? You said that was a highlight Chris and it's really interesting. I'm just wondering if you could give us an example you know just take us into one patient in one clinic, the sort of thing that you might be doing and, and maybe just draw out how you would interface what you do with things like practice pharmacist, GP, nurse. 
Yeah, so um, so kind of one of the quite common things that I do is, is is hypertension, and then alongside that, lipid tends to crop up, and and those kind of reviews. So in those kind of clinics, I would speak to patients generally about one or the other, so they would fall into my lap because of their their lipids or their hypertension, and I would uh, kind of speak to them about treatment, what treatment is, the other things that they can do lifestyle wise uh, to try and manage their conditions, and kind of I generally pick the two together because they generally go hand in hand, not always, but mm. generally hand in hand. Uh, speak to them about treatment, uh, initiating their treatment, going through them with them, kind of side effects, the reason for treatment, any follow-up monitoring and various uh, things like that. Um, I then generally discuss the patient with one of the pharmacists here at the surgery, who then obviously issue the prescriptions uh, and, and anything else that's needed. And then follow up with the patient perhaps in a month or two months, three months time uh, to make sure their treatment's under control. So I quite like that repeat contact with patients as well, which we don't always sometimes get in in in. GP settings, you tend to deal with a lot of simple things, but sometimes not the same patients all together. Um, mm, yeah, no, that's really helpful. And and actually, just listening to you know, you're almost having a pre-treatment conversation mm. with the patient to sound out perhaps if if I've understood right their concerns, have a discussion what to expect, and then you follow them up afterwards. I mean, that's often the the NHS we don't recognise, Chris, isn't it? Because people are so busy. Am I kind of getting the right understanding here yeah. that this could make a real difference to things like adherence, the right treatment, all of these things, what you do? So I think the NHS has changed and gone from perhaps in the past more of a preventative kind of service, more to a reactive service. Mm. And actually we don't do in some areas quite a lot to stop things from happening. We're all very good at treating people once they've had their heart attack, but we're not always great at picking them up beforehand. So yeah, mm. although my work sometimes it may look like it's not that impactful because you can't measure how many people didn't have heart attacks. Um, actually, it's really, you you can see with the figures and various other things that actually we're preventing a lot of things from happening. So yeah, yeah I do think it's got a really big benefit to the patient. Maybe they don't always understand it. Maybe the NHS can't monitor it, such as with lots of things, um, but actually it's having a really positive impact on their life and their health. Yeah, that's really interesting, Chris. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious about something else as, as well, and it might be useful for, for our, our listeners to, to hear this, is have you found, you, have you found that, um, say, GPs, practice nurses, practice managers needed a bit of education on the difference of roles between pharmacists and pharmacy technicians? Yeah, so actually when I came to the practice, it was quite a new role because it was when it mm. first became a reimbursable role in the PCN. So actually there was no or very few pharmacy technicians working in general practice at that point. So the role wasn't very well defined, which is a blessing and a curse because you have people come in and ask you, oh, can you sign this prescription? <laughs> and then you also have people who, who, who send you things that maybe could be dealt with by a prescription clerk. So it's really about kind of finding that role where you fit in your practice. So although yeah. this is where I fit in my practice and this is what's helpful to them and what I find rewarding for my own clinical experience it may not be the same for everyone but I think trying to define the role you're the only one who knows what a pharmacy technician could do and you're the only one who knows what your competence is and actually yeah. as I have come from a background of a mental health hospital or a warfaring clinic or something like that my, my my clinics in surgery would be then very different to what they are now but so you have to manage your skill set as a pharmacy technician versus the general skill set as a pharmacy technician and kind of slide that into to what's best for your practice and work together um, yeah. So you both have the 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 reward, yeah. the reward for your clinical knowledge and the reward for them in terms of the patients. Yeah. And and from my experience of, of uh, I come from a hospital background and, you know, my pharmacy technicians that I've worked with have saved my neck on so many occasions. Chris, I wish I had time to tell you them all. Mm. But 
I, I would hope that that you and the pharmacists know where each other fit in into the way that you both work together. Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, I think so. So I think it's a kind of a synergistic relationship between the two of us and, and they work on certain things and I work on others, but actually it's a real team. Uh, so although I'm the only pharmacy technician in the practice currently, um, we work with a wide range of pharmacists and actually it's not necessarily about who, what your title is and where you got your qualification. It's more about your abilities, your competence, and actually you can, I can answer things the pharmacist can answer. Sometimes they'll ask me things, but just because we've got slightly different skill sets, but generally it's about who can provide the best answer and the best care to the patient. Yeah. Yeah, and if I was to sum up, it sounds like they're very complementary roles, which is which yeah. is great. Um, Chris, I just wondered if we could go back to something I mentioned at the start. You you had your eight years in community pharmacy. I just wondered how how that experience helped. Did it was it relevant? Did it help you when you adjusted to the PCN role at all? Yeah, so I think community pharmacy is a very challenging role, and I think it set me up in good stead for when I came to the PCN. Mm -hmm. uh, actually having the interaction with patients in community is quite unexpected, so lots of conversations you have are unprompted and you kind of go in blind to quite a lot of them when speaking to patients. You don't have any history, you don't have any access to anything, so actually it's quite challenging in that respect. And uh, you're on your own, or there's very few kind of registered professionals in a, in a pharmacy. So speaking to patients in that sense, I think, gives you quite a good uh stead for speaking to them learning how to speak to them learning your own limitations and competence as well and um, because it's community pharmacy is not the setting to do everything it's the setting to do definitely some things that are very impactful and very helpful but you can't do things like start a medication so there was definitely some differences but i think yeah. the the this the benefit i got from community was my ability to speak to people and i yes. think kind of think on your feet and have those conversations where you've got no not no real other support, but you've definitely got got things that are, that are challenging to do and you still need to come up with an answer for that patient in front of you in, in the pharmacy. Yeah, no, that's really helpful, Chris. And um, we're getting towards the end of our time. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I was going to ask you is about, you know, the unique skills and knowledge that you bring as a pharmacy technician. I think we've actually covered a lot of that, but I just wonder, just as a sum up, how would you sum up the unique skills knowledge that you bring to the PCM team where you are? Yeah, so I would say as a pharmacy technician, you are an expert in, in medications and you are an expert in, in a whole variety of things that you may not realise you're an expert in. So actually taking ownership of medications and the things that come with it. So actually drug monitoring, initiation, speaking about side effects, they can all be something a pharmacy technician does. Just because it's not something that's maybe traditionally done in other roles, doesn't mean it's not something that you're able to do in the role that you're currently in, wherever that setting may be. So yeah. I think thinking to yourself, yes, I am a pharmacy technician, I'm a registered professional, I'm an expert in medicines, and this is where I want my scope of practice to go. Brilliant. That's a that's a very persuasive summary that I, I, you know, one of the things we want to do, Chris, is to motivate and inspire other pharmacy technicians, but also pharmacists and other members of, of, of the team who perhaps don't have a pharmacy technician yet and are, are, are weighing that up. Um, Chris, is there anything that you'd hoped to say that we just haven't covered today before I bring us to a close? I don't think there is anything really. The only thing I would say is that I quite often when meeting other pharmacy technicians who work in other practices uh, and, and like we covered, find the role quite hard to define. And I think actually you can do a lot of things as a pharmacy technician. And I think we sometimes as a profession maybe put ourselves down and say, oh, we're not a pharmacist because we didn't go to uni or we're not this, so we can't do this. But actually, I think there's very few things that a pharmacy technician can't do that a pharmacist can do and I think trying to put ourselves on equal footing almost or definitely raising the profession of pharmacy technicians to think that we are more clinically competent than we are that would be the thing that I could do if I could wave a wand 
that's really helpful and a, a great summary and i think will be food for thought for, for people as we go through chris it, we we'd not met before so it has been a real joy to meet you yeah. I, I think you speak very persuasively and i can see why your role has uh, developed the way that it has and so i do just want to thank you for for joining me today for this podcast um Folks, those of you who are listening, if you'd like to hear more po more podcasts from uh, SPS, uh, please do follow us at soundcloud.com forward slash NHS underscore SPS. Don't worry if that's a mouthful. Listen to this again and, uh, and, and that will be there. And have a look at the website. Please register on the website sps.nhs.uk uh, for regular updates about our online conferences and webinars and other resources that we do. Um, but from Chris and me and Sue, our lovely administrator who makes sure that these podcasts happen, uh, goodbye for now. <laughs>